What is up, you beautiful creatures? Coach Al here from Unleash Fit, and this is officially season number two of Alliance Pride. I am very proud, very humble, very excited to be able to continue this road on this podcast and to share stories and to really give you as much content uh, for you guys to have a great experience listening while you either traveling to work, whether you are working out and you get to learn something from this podcast. Now, at the beginning of this season, or like last season, my main idea was to actually show you guys, like to share stories from people that I have learned from uh, that helped me develop more as a person as well. I'm going to continue that with season number two. But at the same time, there's going to be some episodes that I'm going to be, it's going to be just myself. And we're going to be talking about stories. We're going to talk about experiences. We're going to we'll be talking about topics. And at the same time, it's going to be something uh, really relatable to you guys, relatable to the fitness industry, re- relatable to mo- my career as well. I will never talk about something that I don't have an experience on, but maybe having guests that are very experienced on that field also could be amazing to have them in Alliance Pride. Now, Alliance Pride is not all about just fitness. I'm just surrounded by fitness enthusiasts and fitness professionals because that's my line of work. That's my career. That's my passion. But I, I don't oppose of having anybody that is not in that world to come to my podcast and talk about their experiences because I learn about them and you guys learn from them. So that is the, the main idea of Alliance Pride. If you, you guys ever want someone that you always wanted to listen to from that you know that is in the fitness industry, that is in your line of work, or you think they're going to be a good asset to be part of the podcast, you can always email me at unleashfit at gmail.com. And I'm always, always open to bringing guests like that. Now, when it comes down to season two, there's going to be a probably, probably, and I'm hoping that soon enough, I'm going to be having a co-host. And the co-host is going to be an, a huge addition for me because it's not just going to be myself. It's going to be someone else. We're going to talk about topics. We're going to talk about many things. And I'm just really excited about that. With that said, that is going to be a little bit preview. That's a little preview of season two. But what better way to start episode number one of season two with my good friend, Alan Failure. Now, Alan Failure, amazing coach. He is well known in the fitness industry. Uh, a great mindset in terms of the entrepreneurship world. I have learned secretly, I would say, probably a little bit from him uh, just by seeing him grow as a person uh, over the past year. I know him from way before uh, the own events, and it's now he's actually my coworker, and uh, we train together and we work together, and it's he's just. Uh, the amount of knowledge I've learned from him in terms of just not even just the hustling, but the the the, the myself entrepreneur is amazing that I've learned to. And for him to give me his time to be able to be in this podcast is just an honor. So with that said, I hope you guys can learn a little bit from him or, and really get to know him a little bit more. And if you have any questions about the guests, let me know. Uh, eventually, I'm going to be having some Q&As with every single guest that I've had in this, eps- in this season overall. With that said, guys, I hope you enjoy the, the podcast. And I will be seeing you every Tuesday. Uh, you'll be hearing from me, not seeing you, hearing from me every Tuesday uh, from now on. So let's begin and enjoy.
What is up, you beautiful creatures? What's up, Season yo? two of Alliance Pride. I'm here with one of my good friends. That I actually met him a couple of weeks. I did uh, before I did the uh, started doing the Rhone events. I met you at Shock Therapy. That was that the first. True. That was the first time I met you. That was the first time I actually started doing like all this uh, networking workout events, and it was just my first time doing it with eBoost. Cause are you an ambassador? I'm an ambassador. You're, yeah. you're also an ambassador. But it was like actually one of my first uh, ambassadors events. Yeah. Was it yours? Yeah. It was my first also and too. And that was an interesting workout. Yeah, it was. It was. The and EMS suits. That was the first. Yeah, there was the EMS, and then that's when I met Ron. Oh no, wait. That event was my second event after the Ron event. Did a new you. It was like a week later. Okay, and I taught that one. Were you doing that one? I taught that one. Really? I wasn't in, because there were different rooms in the new you. That was a different one, actually. I wasn't even, I, I was not there at that one. Yeah, it was like, that's when I met Quincy. That was when I met everybody. And then the second event, it was uh, shock therapy. And that's when I met you because that's where uh, Quincy was there. And I was like, I kind of knew him already there. Ron was there. That's when I knew Ron was there. So, yeah, that's when I met you. Oh, shit. Yeah. How long ago was that? Two years? No, it's only a year. Dude, time flies, man. I know, time it's flies crazy. a lot. And uh, so, I mean, we got off track a little bit, but uh, my friend Alan over here, how do you say the last name? Because I, I, I hate, like, butchering last names. Floro. 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 Yeah. Floro. Italian. Italian. Okay. So, we met through, through shock therapy, and since then, actually, we've just been... Pretty much just meeting in most of the Rhone events, uh, just back and forth through the events. Um, but what I, I what I was very interested about is just like every time I see you, it was always um, what I liked about it. You were always hustling, but like a gentle hustle. You know, like there's there's a different type of hustling as in like you're very persistent with something, and it's a different type of hustle when you just like. A layback hustler, like you just like, come on, let's go. Just and then it's just very smooth. It's not persuasive. It's not like something like it's very persistent. And sometimes, like once I sense that, that means that you are just you're not a pushy person in terms of that. You're very just smooth and just go with the flow. And I think that was something that I appreciated in terms of our friendship because every time we hung out, it was just like always a good vibe. And um, the reason I wanted to have you here is not only to, you actually gave me the pathway to start working at Exceed because you've been an Exceed trainer for quite some time too. So having that pathway and having that type of connection is kind of like what Rhone event, like the Rhone events uh, are meant for, right? Networking and really expanding your knowledge through that event, you know different personalities, different coaches, you get to learn more from different coaches too. You get out of that box of like, this is all I know, this is all why I can learn with other coaches too. So with that said, I wanted to kind of like know more, a little bit more about you now outside that Rhone, like Rhone events that we've been doing. So my question is now, is this where you wanted to be in the beginning, like from, from the beginning? Well, my story is a little interesting. Um, I was uh, playing Division One baseball at West Virginia and then uh, finished up playing baseball and decided <clears throat> after getting drafted by the Brewers that I would 
come back. You got drafted by the Brewers. Oh, by the man, Brewers. that is so, that's so cool. What's What's crazy is like you work for something your entire life, and then like something's delivered on a platter to you, and it's like here it is, like come take it. And I had three hernia discs in my in my spine, and I was just like, listen, like I need to get better. I'm mentally not in a good place. I'm physically not in a good place. I just can't put myself in that light because if I sign that piece of paper and I got like to the Brewers uh, rookie uh, rookie ball team, I yeah. would seriously just get back down and it would be a rough season. And I didn't want to put myself there, so I went back, got my psychology degree, came back to New York City for law school. And in college, they don't teach you that fitness is a profession. Right. Not one teacher says anything about that, right? And I get back here and my good buddy, uh, Luke Ware, actually hooked me up with a, a job here um, in the summer season. And then school started at, uh, at NYU Law and I was day two into law school and a client gave me a, a check for 50 sessions. And I looked at that check and he looked at me and I was just, and he was just like, you have a, like you can grow in this industry like something about this is right. right and I took that check and I ran with it and I've never turned back and I believe that everybody in life has a guardian angel and like that was mine yeah so since then um, it, it's for the first like three years it's kind of been like pitch black uh, grinding all the time um, not really sure like how much I can make how much I should charge stuff like that so like the past like two years of my life, um, I've been doing a lot of more giving back and like teach, trying to teach people, you know, how much they should make during a class or how much they should get paid for a personal training session. Because like that, all that stuff I had to learn myself. Right. And it's like, who am I to say what I can charge and what I can charge? If I want to say a thousand dollars, fuck it, I'll say a thousand dollars. Right. If I want to say 50 bucks, like, all right, like who's like, no one's stopping me but me. Right, you're your, your own decision maker in terms of like how much you're going to exactly. charge. And, and it, it, is, it, it is a hard um, thing that I also had to learn uh, in terms of like charging because you have, you have different, not only demographics, but you have different, like I've learned to like charge differently like uh, rates because of the demographics that I deal with. You kind of like know the clientele as in like, you know, and it's unfortunate sometimes like you have clients that you know that they struggle with work and they have that type of like lifestyle but they you can sense that they really want to change their lives and it's something that you kind of have to see also too like I've been in situations where I said to myself I think this person can actually be better and I can do something positive about it I don't want them to think about the finances in terms of this because that becomes a little bit of a, also a headache for that clientele, right? I, I mean, they don't know the reality of like, I'm truly investing on my health. Like I'm truly investing for something that is going to be for myself, not a product, right? We're not buying a computer. We're not buying a car that's gonna take you from one point A to point B. We are investing on the biggest product, which is yourself. Yeah, and like that's something that is priceless. And yeah. so like to put a price on it, it's so tough. And what happens is that I've been in the fitness industry for six years and is it weird that I get money from somebody who I call like one of my best friends now? Like, yeah, it's a little, yeah. it's, it's interesting, but like, look where we've come. Like I've had one client, he was 340 pounds. He's now 203 and it's just That's like, awesome. yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And like, 
that drove me to see him commit to something like that. And like, yeah, I charged a single rate and like the rate's been the same since, but you know, something like that, that's, that's, that's priceless. And I just don't think you can actually put a price to that. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is like, sometimes, I mean, you know, there's plenty of situations out there too, that like, I, I tell people, it's like, you gotta know your worth also too, uh, when it comes down to like finding a job. There's a difference between like teaching classes and finding like working for a company. Obviously, rates are gonna be a little bit different because now it's not your decision that you're making. You're going under a culture of a, you know, fitness stability, you know, station, wherever you're gonna be working at. So yeah, entering that type of environment, I think you should have a price tag where like, this is how much I'm worth. And people have to respect it. And sometimes companies here, the way how fitness is so saturated now, it's so much easier now to kind of like have a like a like trainers out there. So it's like it becomes a little bit more competitive. But also too, um, I I feel I sense that it's not just about competition because I get it. We all want to work. We all want clients. We all this, but not every client is going to be for you. Yeah. That's so true. And it takes time to like build out, like I call yeah. my MVP list. Right. And like my clients now, it's like I wouldn't change them for anybody. But what I offer, it's not just training, you know, it's life coaching. Yeah. Maybe like they're like, you know, majority of my clients are doing way better in work, you know, in like they're crushing in finance, they're crushing in other aspects of their life. But when it comes to the health and wellness side yeah. and lifestyle, good lifestyle choices, that's what I'm there for. Right. And like I'm not looking for the paycheck. I don't care about the money. I'm looking for the relationship. Because exactly. at the end of the day, it's like, hey, we work out together and now let's go get an amazing meal somewhere. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, like it's my birthday. Uh, let like I wanna take uh, I wanna take you out, you know, type of deal. It's more of that intertwined relationship it is. that is that is like times ten. And it and it goes beyond that. I mean, I've been in the fitness industry for ten years now. It's gonna be officially Almost ten years, yeah. Because my son, yeah, my son. So the, the only time I remember it is because my son is gonna be ten years old, and he is the remind, like, like the constant reminder of me, like why I'm a coach. If it wasn't for him, I don't think I would ever become a coach. I, I would never be searching for that second job, and really just like seeing that as he grows older, I, it's, a, it's a constant reminder of me, like, oh, this is why I became a coach, this is why I became a coach. It was, and because of him, usually I even sometimes say to my son, thank you, and he, I, he's 10 years old, he's like looking at me like, for what? It's like, you'll know one day. But when I started, my main interest as a personal trainer was just to make money, because that was my purpose. Like, I was going to be a father, I needed money, I needed extra money. Yeah, I was good at working out, but my passion wasn't in training people. I didn't really care to train other people because it's just, I never was tested that way. I was there for the free membership and I was there for just the constant paycheck. And it sucks to say that, but that was the truth. Like I just didn't care about it. First client that came up to me was an old dude old Jewish man, he literally was begging my manager for me to train him. I swear to God, I was like, I have no, had no certification, I had no experience, and I was just on my phone in the office. That's how I would spend my days there. And it's sad to say that, but that was my mentality. Having that type of, the, having that client, training that client from where he was, it wasn't 
are sessions that made him better. He was a single man, never got married, no family. He would tell me stories, he would go home, eat by himself, sleep by himself. Towards the end, it was our relationship as a client and a personal trainer that became so close. He was like, I can call you my best friend. Like this old man telling me all this, kind of like switch my mindset from like, I actually enjoy training this man and I want to see if I can replicate that now with someone else. Now the money was not becoming an issue now. It was the relationship that I wanted to have with other people and see if, if it's something that I'm good at. Because at the end of the day, it's not about the money. It is you not, think, yeah. You know, starting off, it's like, all right, I'm coming back, just got out of college, need to pay for rent. Wait, how much is rent? Holy, like, how am I going to pay for that? That's yeah. absurd. So at the start, it's all about the grind and it's all about the money. And then it sucks because then you realize, like, that doesn't make you happy. It's the relationship that you have with your people. Yeah. And to be honest, like, if I get brushed back from anybody when I put a price out there, I, me, I don't want to work with you. If they're like, oh, like, can we bring the price down? No, no, no. Like, do you, like, go into a store and pick up a sweater and be like, hey, I see it's 100 bucks, but can I give you $20 instead? It's like, listen, I'm about to give you the best years of your life back to you. Um, just a little bit of trust and time. But don't don't question my business. And like, yeah. that's one thing that happens, I think, a little bit too much. And it's sad. It is sad. Getting back to also like the certifications. Uh, <laughs> like, I was actually, so I was, in, I was like, I took my GRE and then... Um, I took a, I got certified in a ISSA. That was my first certification. Cause I thought like, all right, I'm gonna start teaching classes. Yes. Lucas hooked me up. I had to have this and I get back and like the amount of trainers that I've met like along the way who like teach group fitness and they're like, yeah, like I didn't get it like a certification until like last year and they've been in the fitness industry for five or somebody's like, yeah, I don't have a certification. It's like, that's crazy. Like you get in front of people and train them like, yeah. you know, fitness, but you're not certified to do so. And you're technically a performer, which is nuts. And yeah. It's, it's not regulated. Which it's I not. I think it should be. Yeah. Especially like with personal training, I think, I think you should have some type of background in terms of like a cert. Um, I don't need you to know 20 certifications. Just really kind of a little bit of a knowledge. Having a certification, NASM, ISA, whatever you have in there, when it comes down to personal training, I think is very important. When it comes down to fitness, like when it comes down to teaching classes though, dude, if you have 25 people in a class, what makes you think you're doing personal training there? Yeah, you're giving a two second cue to everybody, but like, it's more about your energy, music, yeah. what you bring on the table. Yes, I would say probably, Programming designing should be pivotal to your program should be on point in terms of that If you don't have no background check like in terms of like certs and all that I would probably you know majority of the gyms now though like they have the they have their own programs Yeah, so all you got to do is just like yell yeah, ever since <laughs> I started in fitness. I've programmed everything So like when I like started going to neou and it was programmed for me to be honest It was tough because it's like I don't do this like every program that yeah. I do like it's for I'm you. done yeah and I know what it's like and I can gauge it to the classroom yeah and the hardest thing was like 
getting a program and then trying to perform it, but like not believing in it. That was tough. You know, and that is, you're the first coach that really can, I can relate to that. I don't agree. I don't like doing other people's uh, like classes or like their programs, not because I don't like them or, or anything. It's just that I can't see myself doing those exercises sometimes and I'm like what the fuck am I doing yeah so like when I do my programs also I envision myself doing it I envision myself yes they should be able to do it and I can program it that way and because I'm not only confident on the exercises I'm confident on explaining the exercises and I'm, I'm confident of delivering that with more passion because it is my product right compared to like hey here's the workout go what the what am i doing with this oh you got to do this okay this and then you look at the program you're like this doesn't make sense i wouldn't do this you know what i mean and, and it's it's not to judge other coaches and all that it's just that you can, it's, it's it's hard to do that it is hard to do that and like truthfully that's why i do like exceed because it's always been one of those places that you know the first gym i started at but it's like creative yeah and then you know i've been doing it for six years and you would think that after a year you'd be like you know what i'm kind of I'm getting good at this, or I, you know. I mean, I I even spoke to Justin because the thing is, like, I work at TS Fitness also too, but in TS Fitness is a different type of culture in terms of creating programs. So also too, you have to understand also too, like different different gyms have different cultures, different approach of programming. You can do this, but you can't do this. You can do this and you can do this. So you still have kind of like setbacks in terms of that. What I like about Exceed also too is like. They tell you go, but they also want to make sure that you do things that are going to be properly like. Well, yeah, they have a structure. They have a <laughs> yeah. structure to the like, seed way. Yeah. Um, but like, and but then you put it in a pot, you stir it up. Like yeah. that's group fitness. Yeah. I exactly. The, I think one of the funniest things ever is when I have people when I'm like, all right, guys, partner up. I do partner stuff all the time. Yeah, I love your classes though. Like dude, when you do it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because guess what? The two biggest motivators in fitness are what. Well, you yourself, and you and your partner. The people, and the music. So oh, geez, well, yeah, for me, the music, right? yeah. So, somebody's holding you accountable during your class, right? Instead of like every 30 people doing one thing, you know, doing like their own thing, you can like kick back, relax, like, oh, I'm not gonna do that extra set. It's that group, that one-on-one -on -one partner that is like, oh, no, no, I'm gonna get that 20th rep. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I can only get 12 right now mentally. Your body's got 20, and that partner will push you to that 20. Yeah. And like, that's what I think like group fitness is. And people, when I'm like, all right, guys, partner up. Some people will be like, oh, partner work? I'm like, yeah, it, it's group fitness. Do you, have, do you have an issue? <laughs> it's group fitness. Like, come on. Yeah. What are and, we doing here? And, and the thing is, like, I, and you know what? I think that what I can relate with that, with your programming, because I... So I only take in, I never take in one of your XC's class, but I will. Unfortunately, you're, I'm teaching what you're teaching. But the two run events that I've done with you, I love them because they were team-based, partner-based, and I'm also so deep into that. For me, those two things are the same thing, important to me. Music, I like when I set up my playlist, it's all about the lyrics, it's all about the motivation, like get into it, and also to the partners. Like there's gonna be sometimes that people like don't want to be partners, and I'm like, listen, you sign up for this. You can leave if you want to, because at the end of the day, you cannot change everything for one person. So at the end of the day, it's like I call them prides when I set them up into teams. I'm like, this is your pride. 
this is what you do, go. And, you know, I am more successful as a coach that way because people drive themselves through energy yeah. and through passion in terms of like this person's doing this. Even if they're slowing down, they're still pushing each other up. And not only that, that engages into relationships, partnerships, you know, like, oh man, are you coming back tomorrow? Yeah, me too, all right. And then you start seeing the same people come in as groups and then you get them into groups and they actually work better, they perform better. Community. And community. That's what it's all about. You know? Like, when it comes down, like, do you remember when I started the two weeks ago at the W? Yeah. The I love that. And that, that workout was great. Like, Dude, I wanted to like, with those workouts, like all run events, like, or any type of fitness event, my goal, right, we beat ourselves up all the time. Yeah. That's what we do for a living. So I'm coming to an event not to beat myself up, but I want to learn something. Yeah. And not only that, maybe I become friends with somebody that I have seen around or never seen before. And dude, like right now, yeah. whenever I said what's up to you, we would not be sitting here right now, right? So I started that class being like, all right guys, I want you guys to partner up. We're habitual humans, so our first thought is, all right, I know Al, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work out with Al. And then I followed up by saying, I want you to work out with somebody that you do not no, know. No, yeah. So that's what you, people did. They partnered up. And like maybe I developed five friendships from that. Exactly. Like that's what it's all about. Because getting back to what I was saying about like when I started in fitness, everything was like dark. Like didn't know anything, didn't know too many people. And what like Roan events has really taught me is that, yeah, at first it's all about the grind. And the grind's great. But then the grind doesn't make you happy anymore. You're like, you know what? I'm good at the grind. I can wake up. I can kick ass. I can fucking train all my clients. It's that partnership. It's that friendship that I get so much more value from than the grind itself. Which is, that's, that, that just means Roan is being successful at that, right? Oh, yeah. And and, and if it wasn't for Roan, I would have quit fitness. Like I tell that, like I like I say that all the time. It's like I am so thankful for that because putting in my two weeks notice to know I was quitting, leaving New York City. I was already like asked out. I was like just going through. Yeah, I was like a week before, and no one was like, "Hey, do you want to do this event?" And I was like, "I never done it. Sure, let me do it." And that was the one at TFS. No, that was the one at New You, and that's when I met everybody. But it was my first event, but it was already, I was already with the mindset, like, after this, I'm done. Like, I was already, like, asked out from, like, fitness. I was going through so much. And the thing is, like, I was, I was, I got injured. I was injured. I had surgery on my shoulder. I was out for, like, a couple of years. I lost so much money because I couldn't train people, couldn't teach. I was in school. I was so many things going on with my kids. And it was, like, just so many things I was, that my mindset in fitness was not there. And doing that first fitness event with Roan and meeting Quincy, Giorgio, I met CJ, I met all these other people that till this day I still know them and it's the, that connection that I have with them is I was in a dark hole because I was not just about the grinding, I felt like I just didn't, I have limited myself to the point that I just didn't have, I touched the ceiling. But meeting all those other people I was like, oh shit, they're going through the same thing as I'm going, and they're not quitting, so why should I? And that's growth, dude, and that growth is from friendship, Yeah. and it's awesome, and like a lot of people, like, they, don't even, they don't even realize it, Yeah. they don't realize like the impact that, like, oh, I need to grind, I need to grind, I, yeah, I'm grinding my ass off, and have I built 
a great personal training uh, yeah. platform for my independence, and then I have my own online coaching, but I haven't really gotten growth if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for Rowan, if it wasn't for the, all the people I met yeah. as a person and in business. Like it's it's uh, another priceless aspect of the value that wasn't tapped for so many years when yeah. I was working in fitness. Now let me ask you something now, like in terms of like turning this around a little bit, turning that table back into the past, when you were younger, you were playing baseball and everything. Um, how did your family feel? you changing going through all these changes uh because oh, you know it's, a, it's a, a tough I got a story for you, yeah. you know like when i was to try to tell people that i was going to work in fitness yeah i mean it's but not i would say like because being a lawyer is a big deal like like yeah. for me like i wasn't even in school so me going into training my family was like you're doing something because like you're a bartender or now you're gonna be a, a, a personal trainer who's like, all right, so you're never going to school. So I had that already kind of like doubtness from my family in terms of like whatever, whatever you do, you do. But um, for you, you're going for what you were, you were drafted by the Brewers, like you were in such a like level of like expectation, I guess, from your family. Were you like, was that like what your family it was, was like? It was myself, it was my identity. Like I had such an identity crisis when I decided to not go to play baseball and go back to school and finish my psych degree. Was it something that you decided on your own or you had to like kind of speak? I kind of, like to be honest with you, I kind of like ran away from it. Like I was like so worried about what everyone else would think of me if I didn't do it that like it really like broke me down and I just mentally knew that I couldn't sign up like that paper. So when I didn't sign that paper and I went back to school, it was it was it was tough because I would go home to like, you know, Thanksgiving break or any breaks and it's like, oh like when are we gonna see you on TV? It's like, oh I'm actually not playing anymore. And like to deal with that was like a lot because, you know, eighteen years of my life I was working my ass off for one thing and then you you hit it and you don't have it. So social norms got me to apply for law school why i have no idea man i literally have no idea so <laughs> i get into law school and i'm coming back and i seriously that's when i started in fitness and then um a funny thing happened with my mom so she was like bragging to everybody you know go to church on sundays and they're like oh how's alan doing he's like oh he's not playing baseball anymore she got over that um, but you know he's, he's, he's going to law school and at this point like um, later on I dropped out of law school and I told my parents I was like guys I'm gonna run with fitness because I think like there's money to be made in this industry and it's just like on the rise right now right. so I'm jumping in and we were at church and my mom looked at somebody <laughs> who was like yeah Alan, she like talked for me she was like yeah you know he's got he's in law school and I'm like I'm sorry I'm gonna cut you off right there I'm not in law school. Um, I'm actually working in fitness. I'm a group fitness instructor in New York City, but you know, blah, blah, give Billy and the fam my love, you know? And I looked at my mom, I'm like, mom, you gotta like stop. I'm like, she's like, is that a profession? I'm like, yeah, well, it's, yeah. Um, it is. <laughs> and I know that you don't know that because you weren't taught that. Yeah. And it's been, uh, it's, it's been quite the, like the journey. That's insane. Just to accept it really has been. Are you the only, 
No, you have siblings, right? I have an older brother, older sister, little sister. Okay, so you like you in the middle. Yeah, my sisters are nurses. My mom's a nurse practitioner. Okay. And my mom still wants me to be a nurse. So uh, I, I was gonna ask a, you is like, was it was it something like was she trying to like push you a little bit into like when you were younger like if you're not doing baseball, go to oh, nursing yeah. or something always, like that. Always, but I always hate the smell of hospitals. Really? Yeah. How many times have you been in the hospital? Too many times. Too many times already. Right. You should see me with like a shaved head. Like I have like six cuts in the back. Oh of my, my god! Head. Compliments the big bro. Oh man. Yeah. So did you, when you made the decision, when when you were on on that way, like was it like a gut feeling? Because I mean, you literally these are fascinating stories because it's like. You were given all the things that, like, if I would have been, like, in a situation of, like, maybe signing up with a team or something like that, I would have probably still rolled with it, whether it was injured or not. But, again, I've never been in that situation. I can't really have that mindset of, like, because sometimes people will say, judge you that way. They were like, oh, man, like, even if you were hurt, you still would have played or you still would have done this. And there's so many things that, 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 you know, sometimes, like, and I guess that creates the fear. It's like, oh man, like I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or not. But was it like a gut feeling? Because sometimes, like, you gotta trust your gut. And once you have that feeling, it's pretty I, I much over. I just had this feeling that, like, I, I had to. How am I gonna take care of anybody in my life if I can't take care of myself? And that was something that I was dealing with. Like, I had three bulging discs. I had sciatica. Like, the it was. If anyone's listening to this that has sciatica, I'm sorry. I like, have that it. That sucks. sucks. It is the worst thing ever. And it got to a point where it was seriously wake up, have it at the bottom of my foot and go all the way to the right side yeah. of my lower back. And I was constantly sweating. I couldn't go and do things I enjoyed. Going to New York Giant football games, I couldn't stand up for a long period of time. Yeah. I would seriously go out to my car, turn it on, put the heat, uh, seat warmer on and just sit down. Yeah. Like it was changing me as a person, and I wanted to. Your like, mood also too. Yeah. yeah. People don't understand. Like when I'm hurt, like I, it's so hard for me to keep that straight face of like I'm happy, but I am not. Like I'm not. I'm, when I'm in, because I have side, I have it. So I would have it a lot when I would do like back squats with a barbell. But I had that mindset of like just like my father has created this person of me of like you feel pain, just keep on going. So I had that like, and I was just like, it would change my mood, it would change my attitude, but I would be in so much pain, I wouldn't be able to sit down sometimes. So I'll be on the train and I'll be like, I can't sit down, I can't stand up. I'd be in excruciating pain, going and finding, like going to GNC and vitamin shop, just like grabbing stuff that I was like, anything has to do with, I didn't know no knowledge about it. I would just like grab stuff and try it out and everything. It's hard. It's hard. It is to hard. That. And it's like, it's like the way you were brought up. Like it seems like masculinity. It's like no, no, like rub dirt on it. You're alright. Like, oh yeah. It's, it's how I was raised too, and it's such bullshit. Yeah, it like, is. It's such bullshit. It is. And like some people like act like that this day and age, and it's like no, like I'm yeah. sorry. Like I was raised like that, and if anything, it's taught me that's not the right way. Exactly. But yeah. everyone's got their own beliefs and, and whatnot. But it's that like motivation is not gonna work on me yeah like yeah once you feel pain or once you hurt yourself in that way like I've I torn I've done so many things to my body to the point that sometimes when I teach people it's like train smart 
don't do it that way because you're gonna get hurt. Like, don't. It's, you're not. It's not worth it. Yeah. Because even though we want to train at a, an athletic level, even when I do run events, also too, I don't push myself to that limitation where I need to show that I need to that I lift heavy. I used to have that mentality because I had a bodybuilding background. So I started off in a gym where the lightest weight was 25 pounds. Like, go like juice heads around me like it was an environment where you couldn't show weakness so you know being and growing from there in the fitness industry to where i am now it's so much it's day to night because when i train for myself i train in a bodybuilding style but for myself when it comes down to a client i don't see them as that but it's, it's funny you say that because it's like the more that you show weakness in this day and age, it's the stronger you actually look. And yeah. it's something that we were never taught that. Like yeah. just being vulnerable and being like, you know what? That shit hurts. I don't want to do that anymore. It's like, all right, cool. Thanks. Like, thank you for your opinion. Like, you know, you just gave me insight when I thought that you were totally cool doing that. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, especially training, I don't know if you have, have any clients like that. They don't have a threshold. And like they'll push, and I'm like, hey, like you know, yeah. if we're if we're at ten of ten right now, like let's take a step back. Yeah, I mean, I my longest client, she's she's gonna be my client now for eight years, and I mean, she's gotten so strong, so much better. But I think creating the relationship of like final limitation. Sometimes, like I tell clients, like, listen, you don't, you're not showing off to anybody. Okay, if you can do twenty pounds, stick with the twenty pounds. Eventually, you're gonna grow stronger out of that, but don't jump from point A to B just like that because that's how you get hurt. Yeah. But that's the worst because they actually jump from point A to B when you're not there. And then when you see them, you're like, why, why did you do that? Yeah, and then well, they're like, yeah, I'm like, why, why did you do that? End of the day, if you, if you put 200 pounds on your back and you squat it, or you put 10 pounds on your back and you squat it, I don't care. I really don't. I just want you to feel good on the inside because that is what it's all about. Yeah. If you feel good, you're a good person, you're getting your sleep right, you're doing all the things above and beyond to make you a better person, then that's that's awesome. Not how much you can lift or how man you are doing something. It's, it's irrelevant. It is. It really is. In terms now, since like from those six years, what have you developed, like what type of skills, what you learned so much in terms of like, have you switched back and forth? Cause I know like when it comes down to fitness, I know we're speaking a lot about fitness today, but it's like, did you change your motto in terms of like developing yourself each year? Because we technically are, without saving lives like that, we, we're like doctors, we constantly have to learn things about the body all the time there's always new certifications out there there's always new not even certifications now supplementation out there too like you know the bad like fitness is becoming compared to when i started it's i started 10 years ago when there was only one barry's boot camp it was the only one in the city the one in chelsea that was it now you you're speaking about so many now you have soul cycle now you have flywheel rumble like you, the list is endless we're in the Mecca. We are. New York City is the Mecca. Yeah, it's insane. If anybody disagrees with me, hit me up. Dude, there's three gyms in one block. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the restaurants yeah. right now. It's like 10 gyms on one block, and it's there's a, there's a lot going on. 
for sure. And everybody, it was actually really nice taking Precision Run the other day. Yeah, it it's was. Like, there's so many gyms that are like doing so many different workouts in one class. And Precision I mean, you know, there's just 50 minutes on a treadmill. I mean, but you know what, sometimes simplicity. You know what I mean? And, and I think people don't understand, like for us, simplicity is so much better. For me, I get a better workout when it's just simple, straight to a point, and that's it. When you're giving me 10 more things to do, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. But again, you have social media out there now. Now it's not just about fitness. Now it's all about the experience in there. You have a good workout in there. You know, setting things up the gym itself for to be social media savvy in there. So definitely really smart. I think when it comes to group fitness, that it's the aesthetics, like yeah. super important. When I leave there, I'm a really hard critic, so it's hard for me to like take somebody's class and like, cause I'll like I won't judge their every move, but like you know their cueing or like how they go about demonstrating to their music and all the above. But you know I always like to take a really bad class and then a really good class because either way you're gonna learn something different yeah and like like you said like we're in an ever-evolving um, industry so it's like I'm always the student I'm always constantly learning I'm always constantly trying to be the dumbest person in the room I'm listening to my podcast every single day because science changes all the time yeah what do you listen to podcasts yeah uh, whoop actually has a really good podcast okay. I just got into that rich roll uh, Max Luger beer okay he wrote the book genius genius foods it's called genius life podcast um, Nick Pags, of course let's yeah, go let's go I, lo- I love, love that guy um, that's really it for like the health and wellness and then I got Joe Rogan oh, yeah I mean who, who doesn't have Joe Rogan yeah, on their yeah. podcast I, I wake up and like Joe Rogan's <laughs> just like talking in, in my Alexa yeah, it's 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 actually yeah. I I got myself into podcasts I think within the first this year, and uh, the reason I came up with the podcast that wasn't really just to jump on the train. Also, I think it was just like I think everybody deserves a story of their own, and creating a podcast where you just talk about yourself in terms of like because there's gonna be always just like how I learn from you, from Quincy, from everybody that's been here in my podcast, but like just how I learned something from you guys wasn't it wasn't really always about fitness you know like what I learned from you is the humbleness I've learned that the approach and really again the hustling in terms of like how you approach things and how open you are in terms of learning also too and I think that's that's even from the first time we met because for me it's like I don't just create friends just because I want friends if I'm not going to learn anything from you, I'll respect you. I have nothing against you. It's just that our our friendship is not going to be as, as, as open. I respect everybody. But once I feel something that I can learn from you and develop that, that's going to help my own wellness also too, I keep you around. I, I have you as a friend and I develop that relationship because I know that you're a cool dude. And also, too, like, I can learn. We might not go out all the time. We might not even ever go out and have a drink and get wasted and then all of a sudden, like, go and do crazy shit. No, that that, that, that doesn't define always friendship. You know what I mean? For me, it's like when we have conversations sometimes, we talk a little bit about ourselves. And, you know, sometimes maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe I'm having a bad day. And we talk a little bit about it. 
and then boom, it just makes a, makes a huge difference throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you have that window to open, to speak to someone that maybe won't judge you in terms of like, oh yeah, I got shit faced yesterday. And be like, oh, that was funny. Instead of someone looking at me like, why did you get shit faced? Uh, see, I don't want to talk to you about that now. Yeah. See, I think every, <laughs> I think every single person, no matter what, if they can teach you something or not, you are going to learn something about oh, yourself yeah. or about them that's going to be beneficial, right? Yeah. And like, when it comes to coaching, like my biggest thing is trying to get people to do stuff they they wouldn't do. When was the last time you took a dancing class? Actually, a couple months ago. Oh. Right. I did. So I did. A I bad did. Example. But like, you know, like, I go and I put myself into like a dance body, or I like go and try to attempt to do backflips. Why? Because I, I I need to learn about myself, yeah. right? And I, don't, I, I I mean I once I saw you do the backflip in that in, in that event, I was like, because I wanted to do it too, but I was just like I was already in pain on my shoulders. Like I don't want that. I don't want that. That I was, was like, that was my first backflip ever. <laughs> yeah. You know? And like that was something that I've always wanted to do my entire life and I was just like well, why not like let's go and like I learned so much about myself in that moment because when I actually flipped over and did it it was just like wait a second like what else can I do yeah and it allows you to grow as a person yeah and a lot of people are so confined about you know getting back to being habitual it's like routine doing the same thing over and over again I think that you know people get so inclined to that routine that they are stationary yeah. when they should go and try new things and that will as a person allow them to grow yeah I was I was unfortunate I mean um, I was trying to create a YouTube channel with my best friend and uh, what I wanted to do was actually take different classes so he has a bodybuilding background I have a bodybuilding background I've never taken any other classes so we would just go around the city and just take different classes and, and see how really not only effective but like really just like how expandable fitness is all about it's not just about lifting weights anymore it's not about just like you know squat day chest day shoulder day bicep day because that's really kind of like my mechanism well like, that's how we grew up that's that's yeah that's literally how we grew yeah. up and what are you doing today chest exactly that's it just chest and triceps maybe abs and then legs maybe calves and it's just like the list goes on but now you go into class and be like oh today we're gonna dance and we're gonna dance this way solid core you go in there you go into these machines and you're dying within five minutes so like that not only helps you develop your mindset, develops your programming also too, because you can apply that into your program. If, if you know that was effective for you, I can only use product that it has helped me in my program. Because if I don't know, if I never done a certain exercise, there's you will never see it in my programs. It's just, it, it's, it's just, yeah, I can't do it. No, I could practice what you preach. Like yeah. that, is, that is definitely my biggest thing. And getting back to like, you know, bodybuilding and stuff like that, like, I used to be 235 pounds um, when I was drafted by the Brewer, I was 235, and now I'm like 175. And my weight at 235, I was sweating all the time, I was eating a lot of food, I yeah. had a lot of inflammation of the body, and it, I just wasn't comfortable. And now I'm definitely at a comfortable weight, 175, I barely ever sweat. And just like, you yeah, know, I don't think you want to say I know, like, yeah, you, you feel like you're just losing my weight, but yeah, that is very true. I was, yeah. we were the same weight. I was 235 like two years ago, and the thing is, like, I actually decided to compete. And when I decided to compete, 
I was in a situation where my coach was like, you're too big, you gotta go down. And we, I went down from 235, 230 to like 175 in like six months. But I mean like the training behind it was so detrimental to my lifestyle. I was like, what and you have to, to tell everybody that yeah. when I got into fitness modeling, I told everybody like, hey guys, like this is what I'm doing. And I put so much more stress in my life. Yeah. I was such a pain to like kinda to be around, to be honest yeah. with you, because I had to eat at a certain time every single day. I had to plan out all my meals and like literally doing all that nonstop and it goes back to programming too. Yeah. That just causes stress. What yeah. stress do? Stress causes inflammation. What's inflammation do? Cortisol. What's cortisol do? It's like it's like it's negative, like, all it's negative negative whatsoever in every single way possible. And that's the thing it's also too, it's like we were speaking about a couple of weeks ago, like in com competition and to, to compete, but it's, it messed up with my relationships in terms of like with everybody. My mood swings would be different and I didn't take anything, but it was just mood swings because like you're, you're low in glycogen, your brain is cranky, your body swings like differently. When you're teaching a class, like I'm thinking, all I'm thinking is like, I need to eat after this. I need to eat after this. So my mindset was was going away from what I, I was developing as a passion, which is fitness. And after the first time, when I failed the first time and I was dead last, I did it too fast. My coach was like, if you, you would have gave me two more weeks, three more weeks, you would have done good. And that's something that cannot be said to me because then that means you're like, oh, okay, so now you're telling me I could have done better. Let's do it again then. So this time I was like, let me train smarter. Let me be smarter. And I was like, listen, I told my coach, like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a coach. I have a, and he's like, don't do cardio then. Don't do this. Don't do that. Just do this and this and that. And it helped me so much better teaching the classes. I was a lot better in terms of like retaining my muscle, less stress. I was not waking up at four o'clock in the morning doing fucking two hours of cardiovascular before teaching a class. And That's then crazy. like it was just insane, dude. It was insane. And the second time around I came back, I it was the best physique I ever been in my life. Place fifth and I was like, fuck this. I don't want this ever again. Did you start focusing on your sleep? I would yeah, my sleep had to be seven hours. Sleep is the most important aspect to all dude, of Dude, C B D. I'm not gonna CBD is the best. Oh because my God. C B D allows yes. you to stay in deep REM for a longer period of time. Fuck yeah. Like an average human stays in like an hour forty five, two hours with C B D almost all the time and this is like from my look, which is awesome. Yeah. Um two thirty, two twenty five in deep REM sleep. Which I wanna be I wanna like you for Zach been using the whoops and I am so yeah, like I teach you so much and it actually like I'm big into just being optimal like I want to be the best version of myself I yeah. know it sounds corny but like why it's corny bro because like sleep is the remedy yeah if I get my sleep I'm good I can take care of every single other person yeah. in my life and you know what for me lately I think it's also change of weather and I've been I think overwhelmed with work now so for me it's also too like for us our schedule's a little bit different, right? We're busier in the morning, we're busier at night, in the middle of the day, we actually have our time off. You know, while other people are working nine to five, our nine to five is like from 6 a.m. to like almost 10.30 in the morning and then 5 p.m. to like five, 8 p.m. Five to nine. Yeah, so like, and it's, and it's, and it's, I love that environment there too, 
but also too it's like sometimes like I, I'm able to take a nap people like message me like oh you're taking a nap and I'm like yeah because I'm allowed to like it's my free break it's like this yeah work. dude you do whatever you want yeah. your time and guess what that nap if you're like thinking you're hungry this is what I do like I started doing this like a year and a half ago I would I would be tired and I would eat more because my mind would be like alright I must like need food yeah and, dude the amount of years I've done that and all I needed is somebody to do is just like smack me in the face and be like, listen, dude. You need sleep, put, man. Put white noise on, lay down on your bed, put a little mask on, and do a restorative meditation, fancy way for now. Yeah. And do that for 25 minutes, 20 minutes. I actually learned that from Recover NYC. But yeah, well, that's, dude, that's what he Ritchie, does. Yeah, yeah Dr. Richie used to, t- uh, he did, a, uh, he did a, an episode about that, and he would tell me also, too, like 20 minutes. 20, I was like, why 20 minutes? He's like, he was like, stop. It's 20 minutes, man. Because I know I know him from like back in the day. So I will ask him. I will search him down. Be like, hey, and ask him a shit little questions of like fitness. And he would like, listen, like, Super smart guy, I man. should you be charging for this. Man. I was like, please just teach me some stuff, man. I, you don't understand how much you learn from you. Um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, resting. It's, resting is, is people will always say, like, ask me, Alan, like, what what is it? Like, what's like the new thing? And it's like, it's sleep. Yeah. It's no fancy pill. It's no fancy drink. It's sleep. Yeah. It's not even food sometimes. Food actually sometimes, it, it maintains your body. But it's like if you're not resting and at optimal, if you're working, you're working out. And then this, and then all of a sudden like by Friday. And then on Friday, you're hanging out to 3 o'clock in the morning. And then you have work next day. And you're working at 9 a.m. Like where's your sleep? Yeah, you want to take care of yourself because you're looking at yourself in the mirror saying like I'm working out. But it's actually when you don't look at yourself, which means closing your eyes and sleeping, where you actually increase your testosterone. You, as a male, you increase your testosterone, like you recover better. That's when your body's actually like, we're not working and moving. We're gonna work in in recovering and repairing our body. Yeah. Done. Give us eight hours and then you have a brand new car. But if you only, you know, that, that actually sounded cool. But I'm saying, like, if you're only doing it for three hours, what do you expect? Yeah, you're gonna, get you're gonna break shit. down. You're gonna yeah. get like a freaking Honda Civic. Yeah. All right, so we're almost done with our podcast. And I, I like this podcast, uh, this episode, how we're starting today. But I wanna ask you a couple of questions, just in terms of just to like loosen up over here. Over the years, what's your like favorite exercise in terms of like full, like, that you can get the most optimal uh, workout out of it, like an exercise that you believe in, hands down. Like for myself or for, for, your, for uh I would say probably, I would say for yourself. For myself, I would say calisthenics. Calisthenics? Yeah, without without question. Um, everybody, like you've heard for years, like time under tension. Yeah. What is time under tension? Calisthenics, yeah, everything calisthenics, calisthenics yeah. you know, gymnastics, like look at people that, that you know, compete for, USA, like they are huge. Yeah, they're not very tall, it doesn't matter, but their muscles and everything are massive because of the time under tension. And being able to like, people say like, what's true strength? True strength to me is, I love deadlifts. Deadlifts are like my bread and butter. Okay. Barbell or strictly barbell? Hex bar. Okay, hex bar, okay. Um, Something that we always did for baseball. I'll do straight bar, but not max out. Because it's just, easier to get yourself in a shitty position to lift the weight. Yeah. Um, I miss it. I miss that lifts. 
Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. You can't do it anymore? Well, I, have, uh, I have scoliosis. Oh, man. I'm sorry. So it's so bad. Like, I can't even do back squat. But I did it for like 10 years, and I fucked up my back so bad now that my, my doctor's like, you're going to have beyond impinged nerves. You're not going to be able to sleep. And it was he was speaking truth. Because there was that one time I did back squat, and I did deadlifts. I couldn't sleep for like a month. I just, it was in so much pain. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I've been yeah. there. Back pain's no joke. But yeah, calisthenics by far. Um, and then for, I think that everybody should do cardio. I don't care what it yeah. is. Jump rope, rower, uh, ski erg, treadmill, running outside. Some type of Some, you, like, you should sweat. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm really trying to say. And don't, like, limit yourself. Like, if you want to do yoga, do yoga. But guess what? Like, you know, just like how, go back to Kate, like, you know, 1 BC, we used to pick berries and pick fruit. But guess what? We also had to hunt yeah. the lions, you know? So, do your yoga, pick the fruit. But also lift, lift weight every now and then. See what your body is capable of. Yeah. Hunt the lion. Ah, oh, I like that. Hunt the lion. Um, all right. Food wise, look. I know our friendship also to the it goes around our our tacos. Oh, I love tacos. So like, man. what what made you like tacos? I don't know, man. I think like the just how like there's so many different like options of tacos. <laughs> yeah. Like you get a you get a cheeseburger, it's almost like alright, maybe they'll put like an onion ring on it or they'll put some bacon on it or they'll put an egg. Like there's so many options when it comes to like a taco itself by the meat to what goes inside. Yeah. And how the tortilla is made and all that. <laughs> what was like uh your best tacos like best experience tacos you had? Alright, so I can I can talk about this all day, but Chicken tacos at Empion in okay. West Village. Um, Los Tacos, number one. Like well, overall, they just opened they, one around around here. Yeah, right? right around the corner. Like that is like an all around like good taco, good price. But Empion's pot is definitely my go to spot. I might have to tell. I might have to take you some some taco spots. I mean, I grew up in taco spots. Like my dad was a mechanic, so his workers were Mexican. So they will bring like OG like tacos, then they, they will teach me like how to eat like the proper tacos and, and everything. So I've developed that skill of like, I know my shit like when it comes down to like a different style of tacos and sopas. And, like, oh dude, like people like when we're eating tacos and they're like, oh my God, like this tortilla, it's like staying together, like it's so good. And I'm like, no, no that's I not want what that you tortilla want. to yeah. fall apart because you're just telling me, like I actually do this. I go to restaurants, right? And I'll like, after I'm going to the bathroom and like try to get like a little peep into the kitchen to see if I see plastic bags. If I see plastic bags and they're just taking taco the, the shells tacos, yeah. and putting meat on there, I'm like, no, I'm not coming back here. One day I'm gonna take you to Queens. I'm gonna take you to this spot. What's uh, the name? Um, Santa Fe. Okay. So it's in Queens. I've been promoting. I, I even promoted it to like uh, when in Rome they were doing the tacos. So I promoted them and everything. It's like a little spot. No alcohol, none. Straight up, like just like OG. The owner's like from Mexico, nicest guy, and he like he's like I believe in my food. I grew up in a family with food. Their tacos are the bomb. Three tacos, seven dollars. Hey. Like no joke. That's no joke. That's a steal. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, in New York City, it's like usually $5. yeah. One taco is like yeah. one like freaking it's like five dollars. Yeah. I don't think it should never be more than four unless you put a lot of meat into it. That is true, yeah. But I think once you, I think if, if you go to Queens, I say in terms of food, 
Queens is the spot in terms of like different types of foods from all around South America and Central America, you will find it there. Like Mexican food, Peruvian food, Brazilian food, like insane. I have never eaten so much better where I felt like I was at home uh, in Queens. So one day probably we'll go over there. I'll take you to Dallas. Yeah, sure. um, before we finish it, I want to ask you now your question that I asked you before this. What's 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 your word that defines you, my man? I think my word that defines me is gratitude. Um, I'm very grateful for what life has given me. I'm grateful for my family, for my friends. And I say that gratitude is definitely something that defines me is because I'm I'm a giver. Yeah. Um, I get so much more positive reinforcement when I give to people than when people are like, hey, what can I give to you? It's like, I'm good. Like, I just put a smile on your face. That makes me feel good. Like, yeah. I don't need anything. Like, my 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 endorphins are right there. They just yeah. happened. And so, that's good. Yeah. And I like that. I think that's why I got into this line of work. Yeah. Um, listen, I think that's why, too, our friendship has been, like, on point like this because, like... I'm the type of guy like that too. Like, I don't expect a thank you from anybody. I do it because I want to do it. And, you know, I will never get mad if you never say thank you to me. Because at the end of the day, what I wanted to do for you is because I wanted to do it for you. Not because I wanted to be exposed or show that I care. No, no, it's just who I am. Yeah. And have that type of people and all that and coach and being that surrounding ourselves as coaches that is what makes us more successful coaches that it goes beyond just being a coach it goes beyond that and clients should expect that from us especially you know when they go into the gym and work out with us it's not just about like hey lift it weight lift it for 10 reps no there's there's a reason behind that there's more behind that you know and, and creating that personality and that kind of like relationship with your clients is like what keeps you in the job and also too we love what we do we don't wake up and be like oh my god we gotta go to work i gotta go to teach no we wake up like oh man i got john tomorrow that's awesome I'm gonna, we're gonna test out that max salad he wants to do let's see be excited with them like i love that about my job the client sees that yeah 100 percent. because i don't go in there with the mindset of like i don't really want to be here no yeah. i go in there like just fucking go dude how you talk to yourself we, we can talk about this for a while yeah, oh, yeah. How, you, how you talk to yourself a lot of people say it all the time it's like like i <clears throat> i get to wake up and i get to like go and train my clients yeah. or i get to go work out like that's that's a privilege yeah and yeah is waking up suck at 5 a.m in the morning yeah it sucks like who who's like who wakes up at 5 a.m goes yeah like throws their hands to the ceiling it's yeah like, no it's, it, it takes me a good 15 yeah, minutes but, but then after that i'm like you get up and you're, yeah. you're out and about and your training job yeah. is fantastic but you know a big thing that people should really focus on is how they talk to themselves because yeah. internal uh like verbiage is super important and i hear it a lot and i don't think that people actually mean it when they say it it's like oh i have to go I have to go train a client right now. Yeah. No, no. Change your mindset because you having to do something is like somebody's holding you to do it. Yeah. I like what I do, so I get to go train my client right now. My man. Yo, what an episode. Bro. Listen, um, 
Thank you very much, guys, for listening out to this episode. This is season two. My boy, Alan, follow him on Instagram. And any questions, we're going to be having a Q&A. He's definitely going to be back again. But this time, we're probably going to talk about more tacos than anything else. So we're going we're to do the taco. We're talking <laughs> Ta- tacos. Sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you very much, guys. Any questions, follow me on Instagram. Or uh, what's your Instagram handle, by the way? It's real a- quick. Alan, A-L-A-N underscore Falaro, F-I-L-A-U-R-O. All right, guys. With that said, I'll see you guys next week, you beautiful creatures. <laughs>